The time-traveling robots in space is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The time-traveling robots in space podcast starts now. It is Wednesday, August 29th, and welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is Time Traveling Robots in Space, number 44. Let's go across the room here from Glendale, California. It is Mr. Paul Swickard. How are you, Paul? I am doing quite well, Dave. And in another Glendale segment, I bring you Remedy Alcohol and Remedy Drugs. These are the names of two institutions right next to each other and uh, pretty much dealing all of your chemical dependency needs. Wow. I bet you there's a quality group of people going in and out of those businesses. I, yeah. The, folks, when you have a moment, look on Yelp and look at some of the reviews of some of these places. Just, I, I won't say any more than that. <laughs> All right. All right, moving down, uh, let's, moving down, let's see, southeast from Glendale, California, in Denton, Texas, it's Anessa Moines. How are you, Anessa? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you? I'm great. We're back. We Yay! are back. How's your job, Dave? I know. Okay, so this is news. Hang on one second. Okay, let's explain everything that's going on because there may be new listeners. There may be new watchers here. So um, we took two weeks off because I moved from Wausau, Wisconsin to Waterloo, Iowa. That's where I am now. I started a brand new job this week at KCRR, which is a classic rock station here in Waterloo. And it's a fantastic job. I'm loving it so far. I got to meet some listeners tonight. We did a little uh, promotion at a bar. Um, So I got to meet some of our listeners, and it's fantastic. But I'm glad to be back here podcasting with you guys. Fantastic. I know where to go if I ever need a job. No, Iowa. we're not hiring. Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys make fun of Iowa, but... The area, the area I live in is very, uh, very in a good in good condition as far as the economic crisis of the last few years. Like there's you know, there's hardly I, there's hardly <laughs> any unemployment here. There's a bunch of businesses. John Deere Tractor is here. So oh goody, <laughs> <laughs> lots of farmland there too. I, though I there? would make fun of it, but there's just not a lot there. But there's a bunch of stuff here. There's a crap ton. There's more stuff here where I live now than there was in Wausau, Wisconsin. That, I don't know quite what to say about that. Yeah, I guess. Coming from California, it's, it's not California. We're just a flyover state. <laughs> I, that is very true. I'm sure I've flown yeah, over right, you guys fine. a lot. <laughs> all right, let's get on with the show here. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about all things related to time travel, robots, and space in science fiction and science fact. We do it by running down a new story from each topic. Then we discuss our entertainment picks for the week and then post to the panelists the question of the week that uh, we want the listeners to get involved with as well. So uh, that is coming up at the very end of the show for our audio subscribers. If you'd like to do us or see us do the show live, follow uh, Galactic Netcasts on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. 
and you'll get notified. And the uh, and for future reference, uh, the web page to go to to watch us live is galacticnetcast.com slash live. And just a warning that I am extremely tired. Both actually, me and Anessa are both very, 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 very tired. So this may be a wacky show tonight. <laughs> I got this. I it's all I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> so you're gonna pick up the slack, Paul? Absolutely. All right. So I hope that you're like pimping out this show at every opportunity on your, you know, brand spanking new radio station. I have to explain what podcasts are to those guys. They don't really know. <laughs> no, no, they hey. some some do, some don't. It's it's a it's a crapshoot. Uh, educate David. This is your job. Yes, this is my other job besides having my main job is is to explain <laughs> podcasts. All right, so let's get the ball. <laughs> See, I, I told you this is going to be a wacky show. Let's get the ball rolling. Is that is that the phrase? It is. Yes, okay. It is the phrase. All right. And I'm not helping. I apologize, All folks. Right. Let's, yes, let's, moving on. Let's play this. Sector one. Time travel. And of course, I have the first story, so here we go. Uh, the Canadian time travel cop show continuum has been, a second season has been granted um, for a continuum. According to the Showcase channel, the program will get 13 episodes ne- next year. Up from its initial run of 10, its uh, premiere became the channel's highest-rated episodic telecast ever with 900,000 total viewers. That may seem small to us Americans, but hey, it's Canada, so what are you going to do? 900,000 is pretty good for them. There aren't many folks north of the wall. No. It's America's, it's America's hat, right? Canada? It is. Yeah. And Mexico is the beard. <laughs> there you go. I never heard that before. That's awesome. I heard that the other day. I don't remember where though. It's not mine. What kind of beard is it? Is it a Fu Manchu? Is it a um, Van Dyke? I don't know. Gotta find. Back to you need to be one. more racist. <laughs> it's a ZZ Top beard. All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. So, um, good news for Continuum fans, and even better news. For U.S. fans of the show, or, or, or U.S. viewers, period, because Sci-Fi Channel has finalized a deal to acquire the show for U.S. audiences. Um, oh. So if, if, you're, if you're unlike me, I got, to cha- I got a chance to see the show through uh, not necessarily legal means. Um, so Dude. <laughs> non-traditional means. There you go. I like that a lot better. Non-traditional uh, ways. So uh, U.S. getting it probably next year sometime. Uh, if you don't know what the show is about, Continuum is a futuristic police drama starring Rachel Nichols as a cop from the future who finds herself trapped in present-day Vancouver after a group of terrorists, as they're being put to death, somehow trigger a time travel device. If you like Paradox and really, really cool-looking tech, uh, future tech, you'll love the show. So far, no premiere dates for either the second season in Canada or the U.S. sci-fi premiere have been posted. So uh, keep your ears and eyes right here because we will have the story once it breaks. I I believe we just broke it. Well, I mean, as the story (laughs) develops, as the dates get announced, we'll have the news here first on Galactic Netcasts. Fantastic. No, I'll definitely watch this one. This seems interesting to me as long as it's not like time cop the television show no this is this has a lot of layers to it i 
I really enjoyed it a lot. And there's some surprising guest stars once in a while, like um, the guy that was on Stargate SG-1. He was like one of the aliens. He's on this show as a regular character. And then there's some other dude. I forget who it was. But you'll, you'll recognize a lot of these actors that, that you've seen on American shows but are Canadian actors. So they've they pretty much rounded up all your traditional Canadian actors and put them onto this <laughs> one show. Plopped them right there. Alrighty. So uh, we'll put the links uh, on this story in the show notes of the podcast. So uh, are, are you guys both in agreement? Are you both interested in seeing Continuum? I'd like to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to handle like the Canadian accents, eh? But <laughs> they're not, I'll they're not, work past it. They're not quite that bad. You won't hear an A, but you'll hear in a boot once in a while. <laughs> That's, That's enough. Know. Yeah. I, I, that, I had to laugh every time a Canadian actor would talk Canadian, like on Stargate. Um, <laughs> because, you know, because oh, you're, yeah. you, you, you're watching a show that's supposed to take place in space or, you know, or fighting aliens or whatever, and you hear in a boot. You're like, it kind of really kind of takes you out of it, you know? It's, <laughs> I found a word like that the other day where Canadians say it just wrong and it bugs the holy hell out of me. It's uh, lava. They say like lava. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would bother me if I heard them say lava. I, I couldn't <laughs> handle it. Just slap them next time. I will slap them virtually next time. Just go, <laughs> listen here, Can- Canadian. It's not the right way of saying it. <laughs> Canadian? What? what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Dave right. Nelson at KCCR. No. No. KCRR. Yeah, it's KCRR. Get that right. Oh, by, the, hard. by the way. It's on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's right here. But of course... <laughs> Uh, for lis- uh, audio listeners of the podcast, you can't see it. And then for the video viewers, it's backwards. I can see it just fine. Yeah, it's just fine. Oh, okay. It's backwards for me then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on, shall we? Um, yeah. We would love to hear what you think of the stories that we're talking about tonight, including uh, are you interested in seeing Continuum? Uh, U.S. audience people, U.S. people of this podcast. Are you excited to see Continuum on Sci-Fi Channel? Let us know. Uh, you can email us, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. We have a voicemail number. It is 805-328-3966. And, uh, or you can just go to contact.galacticnetcasts.com. All right, so let's uh, time travel. Now it's time for robots. Sector 2. Robots. And, um, where are we? Okay. Uh, Paul, you've got this story. Uh, okay. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay, fantastic. In honor of the recent release of the new robot movie, Robot and Frank, the movie phone website has put together a list of 12 of the world's friendliest robots. Oh. And we are going to discuss some of the few that made the cut, some of which I take serious issue with, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, why don't we start? You know what? I'm going to start from the bottom here because we can't go from the top because that's no, that's no fun. Yeah. Uh, at the bottom of the list, C-3PO. Any objections? We'll just start there. You know, judge's ruling. 
Uh, C-3PO is nice sometimes. Yeah, occasionally, but then he can. Yeah, he can be kind of condescending. <laughs> yeah. It's against his programming to impersonate a deity. Is that from Star Wars? Is that something he said? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> it was in Return of the Jedi, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't watched. Han was trying to make them believe that he was a god. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I'm not good with. I don't remember lines from movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. You know, I can understand C3PO to a degree. He's not mean. He's not going to like slaughter you in your sleep or something. <laughs> hey, I've been watching a lot of. Okay, never mind. Anyway, next, Wally. Wally. Yes, yeah. I've never I seen like I've never seen the movie Wally, but I've seen enough to know that that is a nice robot. He is a nice robot. He is he, a nice robot. I don't think he's nice by default. I think he's nice because he was programmed that way. He's a salvage bot. He just collects garbage. That's what he does. And that's all he's that's pretty much it. I you know, I mean he does have a bit of a personality. He seems to like he has a pet cockroach for example. So, you know, he, he seems to enjoy life, I so, guess, is so you, the right way of saying that. So you never know if, if Wally got a better job and a better life, he could have been he could have turned out to be a prick. Absolutely. <laughs> there are other robots in that movie that uh, really do turn out to be, I don't know about evil, but definitely not for humanity's best interest. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. I, I should watch that one of these days. You should. You should, despite the fact that it's animation. And I have to remind people that Dave apparently won't watch animation for any reason. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shaking his head like a petulant <laughs> child. It's like I'm. Um, it's like it's like uh, no vegetables. A kid, no. A kid. A mom <laughs> trying to get the kid to to eat the food. You're like mm, no. no. Uh, See, folks, this is why you need to watch the video live. Uh, next, Johnny Five from Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Johnny Five is alive. Indeed. And again, super nice robot. That is assuming, of course, you're referring to only Johnny Five and not the murderous robots that he is actually designed from. So if you ever run into one of these robots, make sure you run into one that has been struck by lightning. Refresh my memory. So he Johnny Five's personality ended up being the way it was because of being struck by lightning. Yes. Yes. He was on his way back from a test demonstration as the as essentially as it started to rain and he got hit by lightning. Okay. And ever since then he has a mind of his own. So he was brain he was a brain damaged robot. Pretty much. Okay. And they send the non-brain, I guess you could say the non-brain damaged robots after him. And, uh, you know, hijinks ensue, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I, well, I was, sorry, I was blanking on the names. Uh, starring Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy. You know that they're case. remaking that, right? Are they? Yeah. I think we may have covered that. I don't know. We did. I think All we right. did. It was a long time ago. See... I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, you just know that they have to remake, excuse me, remake these 80s classics. But, uh, eh, we'll see. It's, it's, every movie is bound to get remade eventually, so we may as well not even complain about it. That is not true. 
there are some classic movies that I would love to see remade that will never ever be remade. <laughs> For example, what? My Science Project. Never no one has seen that. it. No one knows about it, and it will never get touched. And it is a crying shame. That's the best kind of movie. That's the best kind of remake they should do. Is the ones that not many people know about. You know, I agree. Uh, now we have our Total Recalls, our Judge Dredges. Our, uh, okay, all right. continuing all right. on. Any yes, moving on. Um, now, hear me out. This is, again, from Movie Phone, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, the Terminator from T2. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, why don't I just say what everyone's thinking here? Uh, he's programmed to kill people. <laughs> but, okay, <laughs> the reason why it's T2 is because Arnold came back to protect young John Connor, right? This is true, which is why they make that distinction. However, I gotta say... Terminator. I again reference name Terminator. <laughs> it's not talking <laughs> not about happy. terminating, right? It's not talking <laughs> about terminating something else like cute puppies or something like that. It isn't called Wait. a Terminator because it's after people. People, if specifically. Was, if, I don't view that as friendly. If it was called the Hugger. Right. Different connotation <laughs> entirely. Yeah, a different story. <laughs> <laughs> it hugs people to death. <laughs> That's a horrifying image thank you Anessa. you're welcome <laughs> uh next daryl from the uh, 1985 movie of the same name and daryl is an acronym d-a-r-y-l i shoot i know i've seen this movie when i was a kid but i don't remember anything about it other than he doesn't i think he doesn't even know he's a robot i've never seen it you know the huh. one. You know the one that they failed to mention or or didn't get on the list mm. is that TV show. She was a little girl that was also a robot. I forget the Small name. Small wonder. Yes, yes. But of course, that was a TV show. Don't These ask are all, me why I know the, that. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, moving on. And number one, I, I all right. We'll discuss this. Number one on this list, the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant, a.k.a. Vin Diesel. So, discuss. Is I, I don't know if the Iron Giant deserves the sort of... Uh, uh, the title of Friendliest Robot. Not only is it obviously a death machine, again, which also seems to develop a personality by electricity. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I See, I would actually put... Johnny Five or Wally ahead of this? Yeah, I I would have figured at least Wally uh, would have been ahead of Iron Giant, but I did like Iron Giant, and he was he did end up being a friendly robot. Well, okay, Iron Giant's great, a great movie. Paul, like everyone needs to watch that. Have you seen Iron Giant, Dave? We should start there. Yes, and I was going to correct you, and I hate oh. I I hate I'm correcting. Surprised. I hate correcting, but the list is backwards. C three PO is actually the number two. Oh. Number one, I'm not going to tell you who it was. You'll have to click on the link in the show notes to see. And there's a few missing, but it's the other way. It's it, You went backwards. I did go backwards. See, all right, you thought ahead, and I thought ahead, and then we, like, collided, and this is what happened. <laughs> no, is fair enough. Like, but, let, but, but let's go back to Iron Giant. I have seen it. Um, as you recall, it was, one of, it was a pick of mine. Um 
on the time-traveling robots in space. And I equate the Iron Giant very much to like a Frankenstein story because he was only, yeah. he's only evil because he was put in a situation where he had to be evil, where uh, Iron Giant, he was protecting people. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was protecting them from the evil humans that were after him. Humans are evil. All right. So, yeah, read the entire list at the movie phone link that we'll provide via the show notes. And there is actually more here. Uh, some of them, yeah, you can have a form an opinion of your own. I will, the one I will mention that we did not is the robot uh, Gertie from Moon. Another one that I would take issue with, but hey, that's just me. Dude, that movie is so good. I want to I want to rewatch that one of these days. Yeah. I thought it was on See, I checked Netflix just before we got here to see if it was still I thought it was on there at some point, but It was it, on there at some point and then it disappeared and then it was back and now it's gone again. Yeah, it's not there right now. Yeah, they like Which to, is too bad. They pull things just willy-nilly it seems like. Okay. If I could just go on that quick rant for a moment, you could make a lot of money via an app that would actually tell you when things go offline or when things go online. I would pay like three bucks for that app right now. Pay me. And not just. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and. I will give you money and give you an app. How does that sound? <laughs> yes. And not just that feature, but also, but but a feature like like I have Instant Watcher on my Android on my Galaxy S3, and um, with that you can not only search but you can browse, which you can't do on Netflix. You can't browse like you can't browse uh, latest added to oldest added, which you can mm. do on Instant Watcher, which I really really like, and you can browse like. You know how on Netflix you can only see a certain amount of movies in categories? You can see every single movie in each category on Instant Watcher. Make an app. Yep. It's untapped market. Go do it. Right. What were we talking about? Robots. Yeah, yes. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah. All right. So the Time Traveling Robots in Space is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, our joyous Galactic Netcast listeners and viewers, Audible is offering a free audiobook download to try as a 30-day free trial to give you the chance to check out their service to go along with the theme of this podcast, Time Travel, Robots, and Space. May we suggest, from time to time, the sequel to Jack Finney's novel, Time and Again, which I think was also made into a movie. Do you guys? Does that ring a bell for you guys? Uh, let me see. I don't think so. We will find out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, in this book, the character of Ruben Preen is still at work on the project, the project which I I, I assume he was doing in uh, Time and Again, and uh, still dreaming of altering man's fate by going back in time to to adjust events. Once again, another character, Simon Morley, takes a trip, this time to attempt to prevent World War I. And you know when people start messing with the past and big events like that, it never ends well. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's what happens in this book. So check it out on Audible. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcast for your free audiobook. And we thank Audible for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. 
All right, Anessa, that's your story. Space. Um, <laughs> sometimes filmmakers have. Okay, Sorry. okay, sometimes okay, filmmakers... okay, back up for okay. a second. So, whoa, 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 is, that, is, is, that your, is that your new intro? It's just. Um, it's actually a little bit of a habit that I picked up from trivia back when I would go on a regular basis. The team that I played with, um, when I first started playing trivia at the local bar down the street, were made up of a bunch of physics nerds wait, and wait, astronomy wait, 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 people. Wait, 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 pause. <laughs> you, we can't pause. let that go. I'm sorry. You and a group of physicists go to a bar and play <laughs> trivia? That's like a joke. Yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> or we did. And uh, we actually started this trend where every time that the category of space or science would come up, we would yell space or we would yell science. And it's funny to go to trivia now every once in a while because that trend is continued. Even though most of the people that I originally played with don't play anymore, it still continues at different uh, trivia venues. So, so. It, it's trickled down from your, little, <laughs> from your little group to the general public. Yes. That's awesome. Much. That, that plays trivia with that particular bar. Well, actually, throughout Denton. So we can be proud. We started a trend. Yay! <laughs> All right. Yay! So, so moving thanks. on. <laughs> All right. Um, so sometimes filmmakers have to violate the laws of physics to create a compelling story that people want to watch. So io09.com asked six great physicists to name their favorite occasions when breaking the laws of physics makes science fiction better. A few on the list included faster than light travel, ships that have artificial gravity without spinning, communicating with aliens, ray guns and their ability to disintegrate people or objects, traveling at the speed of light with no time passing elsewhere, and traveling in space without dying of radiation sickness. <laughs> um, find out exactly why these myths are why these are myths at the article. We'll link in the show notes. I was going to include the physicists' names, but I couldn't pronounce half of them. Uh, Phil Plate was one of them. You wouldn't have to pronounce them. It would have been me. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put you through it, Odessa. That's all right. Um, so, do you guys yeah, want to like, let's discuss this? The the list I remember looking at, they had mentioned about communication, not with aliens, but you've got like these ships that are traveling at ridiculously fast speeds, communicating with each other. It's like radio waves wouldn't be able to keep up and actually make it to other ships to communicate. So do, that was something that I thought was really interesting. Do so. they do they discuss in the article subspace, like on Star Trek? Um. I don't remember. It's been like a week or two since I've, I think about a week. I've slept since then. <laughs> so, but that was one that I never thought of was the communication. Cause you always see them, you know, communicating with another ship and they're moving really fast throughout space. And yeah, there's somehow got how the transmission makes it to the other ship and it's technically not supposed to. Yeah. There's gotta be some pretty fancy technology involved there because like the whole Mars curiosity Rover it takes them seven minutes, right? Right. To communicate, to get information back from Mars. So just imagine if you were trying to communicate with somebody in a whole other, like, solar system, you know? Right. 
And and the other issue is if you're communicating with another ship that's also moving, like how does that broadcast make it to the other ship if the signal's being left behind? And traveling at the speed of light. It, <laughs> FTL. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the gravity without spinning. That's famous on almost every uh, incarnation of science fiction, almost every. Um, for instance, Star Trek. Um, they talk about gravity plating, and I think that's just a fancy way of solving that problem without actually solving the problem, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's magic, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's hocus pocus. It's like it's the magic box. Yeah. Don't look at don't <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the guy behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I've watched some Star Trek recently, um, after years of not seeing certain episodes or whatever, and knowing what I know now, it's, some of the stuff sounds silly in a way, it, and even like the more recent Star Trek, like uh, you know Star Trek Next Generation Deep Space Nine Voyager. It kind of sounds when they start doing techno babble. Techno babble. It sound. Right. It sounds made up. It's like they're just putting words together. Yeah, they probably are. Like this sounds really cool. Let's put these words together. Yeah. That's what what do you, they do? <laughs> so, Paul, what what what, what are your feelings? You're like you're like just the shrug. I like just the shrug. Like, eh, yeah, techno babble. It's all good. So you have nothing. You have nothing more to add on this. Paul. Well, I, if I could go off that techno babble for just one moment, I think it's pretty much commonly understood that Star Trek is, in fact, the like pinnacle of techno babble. Mm-hmm. Is it not? I mean, it, like you know, they try to make all these loose connections. I don't, and truth be told, I don't know if they ever actually make sense. No, and that that proves my point of watching an episode years later. And realizing that it's all BS, <laughs> you know. And this comes from the like archetype Star Trek fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I still like the stories, but I think maybe civilization has advanced further since those episodes, and we're smarter now. And I think we're not That's as. That's up to up for debate. Yeah, <laughs> but okay, okay, let's clarify it. Technically smarter now. Um, yes. So maybe. We can't. We are not as fooled as easily as we used to be. Do you think that is because we are just a more progressive age, or is it just the access to information, or both? Good point. Good job, Paul. See, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what you bring to the table, right there. <laughs> I think it's a little of both. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we're just not as forgiving. Maybe we need to just lighten up. Yeah, yeah. I, society is very jaded these days. It's like uh, you can't do anything without being made fun of, pretty much. That's or true. Criticized harshly. Yeah. So. It's like it's like and, it's like real life comment section. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that as we're recording and you know piece of content that is for the world to hear. Yep. It's like oh hey. Although we haven't gotten any, we haven't gotten any um, negative comments on our YouTube videos yet, but I guess we're not popular enough. Give it time, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure the trolls will come out. Someone's gonna start talking crap at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's cool. 
that's when cool. I say bring it. <laughs> yeah, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Yep. I would argue that Brad's already a troll, but hey. <laughs> He's not in the chat room anymore. He's he can't. not oh, in the chat room yeah, anymore, that's... but I'm sure he'll hear this later, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally playing, Brad. We know you. We know. I, you know that we love you. Yes. And for li- for listeners who don't know who Brad is, Brad is the co-host of our other podcast, The Alien Invasion, which me and Anessa also co-host. All right. I think we covered it all, right? Indeed, we did. All right. Let's move on to the crazy robot video of the week. And I don't have a... Ca- yeah. <laughs> I say you do that from now and on. she's back. Every episode. Do that crazy... <laughs> People are missing out on my jazz hands. It's a shame. All right. So I'm not going to be able to actually show this, but I'm going to play it because it's actually more sound than anything else. It is indeed. This is a four-armed mohawked robot playing the Ramones Blitzkrieg Blitzkrieg Bop on the drums. So I I would recommend that you check out the show notes and click on this video. I'm just going to play a little bit of it here. So bear with us. Dave is headbanging for those who can't see. <laughs> Ow. All right. I'm getting way too old to do that. <laughs> I almost passed out. <laughs> All right. So there I'm you go. I was just going to go on a little quick limb here and say that's not fair. It's forearms. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> cheating. I I looked, I I was hoping that there would be more of a description on this video. Yeah, but there isn't, is there? No. I want to know but where it, this is. And right. We have no idea who made it or like what else it can do or even the robot's name. Yeah. Because you, you know, with, robot. with forearms and a mohawk, it, ha- it had to have a badass name, right? You'd think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich wishes he had forearms. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> he just has a forearm or two, I guess. No, that's. I'm, I'm thinking of a segment that you can do on KCRR. Hey, here's your robot musician of the week. Yes. There we go. <laughs> done and done. All right. Plays the classics, man. So that is the crazy robot video of the week. You know, we talked about making an intro for this, and I forgot about that. I'll, I'll have to remember to, to make an intro. Crazy robot video of the week. <laughs> There's your bumper right there. You made it, cut it, print it. I almost felt like, Just uh, like that. That was almost Wayne and Garthish from, uh, from Wayne's World. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got our picks coming up, but don't forget you can listen to uh, the Galactic Netcast shows on Stitcher Smart Radio on your iPhone, your Android phone, your BlackBerry, uh, Android tablet, and the Nook. Stitcher is Smart Radio for your phone. It's like an app that you just slap on your device and you're good to go. Go to uh, stitcher.com slash galacticnetcasts and enter the promo code galacticnetcasts. If you haven't checked it out yet, Stitcher recently launched their Smart Station feature, which helps listeners discover new content based on the stuff they're already listening to. 
Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. So, I am very excited about Paul's pick. <laughs> Are you now? I was hoping it wouldn't be too redundant. Why would it be redundant? Because we've talked about well, this before. Well, the, the, see, that's why I'm excited because the whole reason that Movie Phone made the 10 most or 12 most friendly robots is because of the movie that we spoke about briefly, which is Robot and Frank. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to recommend that people go and watch that particular trailer because it actually looks like a very entertaining and heartfelt film. Do you want to talk about who's in it? Sure. Um, just to give everyone a, a brief overview of what this film is about, it is set in the near future, and Frank is a retired cat burglar. He has uh, two grown kids, and his kids are essentially becoming concerned that he is living alone. He's living by himself. So one of the one of the kids buys him a robot, which is kind of what you might expect from a a futuristic robot. It hangs out around the house and it does stuff for him. It it just basically is kind of a companion. But yeah, essentially what ends up, what it, this is all gleaned what I got from the preview is that he is trying to improve his life or that it, the robot is trying to improve his life. And Frank mentions that he was a retired cat burglar and he actually kind of lights up when he starts to think about how to like actually start scamming people. So, <laughs> Frank is actually beginning to teach the robot how to pick locks, how to actually do all these things. And the robot is kind of none the wiser about it. Like, it's just like, oh, this is, this is how you do this. It's very a, a robot sensibility about things. Yeah, because uh, the robot was like, uh, it's time for your exercises. Or, you know, we're going to plant a plant today. And Frank was like, ah, this is BS. I don't want to do right. this. And then he realizes that he can use the robot for his... To, to, to do his, his old crimes that he used to do. Right. And, uh, yeah, it looks really good. Um, the, the Let me see. Let me Frank, bear with me for just a sec while I grab the cast because it's a really good cast. And Frank is played by Frank... Uh, what's his name? I, it's like Frank... Uh, I want to say Nutella, but that's not Langella. right. Langella. Frank Langella? No. That's, that's not right. It. Is that right? Yeah. Langella. Okay. It's L-A-N-G-E-L-L-A. Okay. Uh, you have Susan Sarandon, who is playing a librarian that Frank kind of befriends. Uh, you have Liv Tyler and James Marsden, who are playing uh, Frank's uh, children. So, yeah, those are the main uh, those are the main casts. Quite the all stars. And uh, Peter Sarsgaard is the voice of the robot. Sarsgaard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> No, neat. I wish this was at. I wish this was more widely widely released. Yeah, that's yeah, the other really thing too. I was really bummed when I tried to find it. Like I couldn't find it near here. Even in Dallas, yeah, you couldn't find it. No. That's too bad. Yeah, the thing is, is that um, I I looked this up and I'm like, oh hey, it, this is kind of one of the things about living in California. It's like, oh hey, yeah, it's playing at this place, this place, and this place. And it, then I was looking through it. I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't a worldwide or a nationwide release at all. It's pretty much it strikes me as much more of an indie film. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully I'll see it sometime soon, and I can actually give you guys a report on what that movie's like. That would be awesome, Paul. I look forward to your full review in the future. Thumbs up. 
I don't think we've ever had a review of a trailer before or a pick for of a trailer before. Eh, why not? Yeah. I, I hey, if you if you don't like it, I'm more than happy to pick something else real quick. No, it's all fair. Everything <laughs> is up for grabs. You can pick whatever you want because it's your pick. It's your Well, you know what, man? I also like being a bit of a trailblazer in this regard because if you recall, I'm also the one who re- recommended like a uh, a musical album. That's it right. Did. Yeah. <laughs> So you're breaking new ground, Paul. I like that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Anessa. And it looks like you have yours is a little bit more s- substantial than Paul's. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Dave? Hey, you know what? No. You can't, you can't compliment me and then just kind of backhand me with <laughs> that know, crap. No, like, no. That big a deal. <laughs> no, I'm looking at. Okay. I'm looking. Okay. We have a doc that we share that we get all this information <laughs> off of. P- Paul is famous for not including much. I am um, not okay. <laughs> I am. Am I famous for this? I didn't even know that. This is news to me. You're famous in our circle. <laughs> so, so Paul has robot and Frank trailer. Please do enjoy. And then, <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and then, did you just add that? No. <laughs> no, that was there before. Okay. <laughs> and then the link. And then Anessa's got this like three paragraphs. So What do you want from me, man? You want me to put the freaking Okay, you know what? No. Uh, I'll put the description. I'll read it word for word and then it won't be fun anymore. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't do that. Don't do that, Paul. Just ignore Dave <laughs> on this one. All right, Anessa, go ahead. All right. Um, my pick is actually a short film called Robbie, made by Neil Harvey from Australia. And um, this is actually a really neat short film. I highly recommend you go watch it right after you get finished with this podcast. And it is actually made using 10 hours of footage that he downloaded from NASA. Like, he didn't record any of his own footage. This is all just... He watched 10 hours worth of footage. He picked out the parts that he found um, more appealing towards him or like he felt some sort of connection with. And then he created the dialogue to go around it. And it's basically the um, footage of the Robonaut, or Robonaut 2, one of the robots that went out into the space. And then there's one down here on Earth. I believe it's still here on Earth. And so that's the robot-looking... Uh, or that's the, the look that they went with the robot for. And it's this robot that's been floating out in space for the past 6,000 years. And it talks about its life, how it became self-aware. And in 2032, his CPU was upgraded. And that's basically when artificial like his artificial intelligence came about. And he talked about how there were significant advances in technology in a really short period of time and they were making robots everywhere in factories and they were all like self-aware and whatnot and um, he was sent out into space with the crew, the space crew and I guess to probably the International Space Station and he was talking about how you know they hung out, they had fun and one day the crew had to go back down to Earth and so he had to stay up in space, taking care of the station, um, fixing things as he does. That's what he was programmed to do. And eventually one day, he just never heard from any of his friends because he 
did keep in touch with his friends that were back down on Earth. And one day, he didn't hear from anybody, like, at all from Earth. He couldn't get a hold of anyone. And so he ended up floating out in space for 6,000 years. And he's basically nearing the end of his battery life. And um, he's recording this video, and he's using the last few minutes of his battery life to look back at his home planet. So Wow. That seems really, really, like, totally heavy. Like uh, it, it is. It's surprisingly heavy, and I really recommend watching it. Um, Neil, yes, Neil, actually says that um, a lot of people have read Robbie as a rather sad story. My personal reading is that I find it to be a bit more uplifting, perhaps even celebratory. While it was not my intention to have a message... I was certainly interested in the way we confront death and the issue of not ever waking up again. I also felt that transposing such themes onto an AI character, it would provide a much more compelling vehicle through which to explore these ideas than if we were watching a human protagonist. I'm not sure about anyone else, but I'm definitely, or I definitely find value in my life by occasionally thinking about how lucky I am that I was actually born at all. I guess this is why I find the film to be more cathartic than depressing. So that's what Neil had to say about his video. But wow! Yeah. So how do they? Okay, it's all footage from NASA. But then how do right. they make? How do they make the story out of it? You basically what he did was he went and he watched footage and he saw the shuttle crews and he saw the robot out in space fixing things, um, and then shots of the planet or shots of Earth, and he just decided to edit them together. I guess he had an idea for a story after watching some of the footage and just kind of pieced things together that would work with the story. And it's told from the perspective of the robot, and the robot's recording this video. So so there's inner dialogue. There is actually... Like- yes, there is dialogue. The, the robot's talking about his life, how things have evolved... Um, how he's been coping with floating out in space for the past 6,000 years, um, and then what he wants to do with the last remaining battery life or the last few minutes of his life. So Interesting. Does it kind of make you think about your own life, like put, you know, kind of take stock of what you've done? Yeah. It makes it sound like she's done something horrible. <laughs> I've done awful, awful things. No, I'm kidding. I, I haven't really. <laughs> People are going to get the wrong impression of me after listening to these podcasts. Hey. There was like one a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I love porn. Yeah, I, I know. Don't. Oh, I <laughs> and forgot I've done about awful that. Thank things. You for me. And <laughs> they're going to be like, man, she's a really messed up person. I'm really not. <laughs> well, she's in science, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it, it kind of just makes you think, like, how would you want to spend your last remaining minutes if you knew that you were going to end, you know? Yeah, that's a very um, philosophical question. Like, what would you do? Like, if you I mean, knew that your time was going to be up in within a certain amount of time, right? what would you think about what would you want to look at i mean would you just want to lay there in bed for the last couple of minutes would you want to say something to a loved one would you want to look out the window check out your favorite book for or something See, you know it's just or in anessa's case watch porn 
or or watch the best porn ever. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's Galactic Netcast at uh, gmail.com. We have yet to hear any comments about Anessa's, you yeah. know. Non-existent porn habit. You're right. <laughs> and um, um, messed up I, I think I, I think a good goal would be to, <laughs> like, have if you knew that the end was coming, that you'd want your life to be exactly the way you would have planned it, if you weren't doing that, if the world wasn't ending at all. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I it, like I if I found out suddenly that the world's going to end tomorrow, my ideal world would be well, I wouldn't probably change very much about how I would behave tomorrow. Uh, but. Yeah, obviously. I I ain't there yet. I don't know about anybody, but <laughs> I'm certainly not. I I don't plan on going anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Nessa, did did they um, ever did they ever explain what happened to his friends on Earth or was it pretty no, much Because it's told entirely from his story and he's stuck on the spacecraft or space station orbiting Earth. So he has no way of knowing what happened to his his friends. So the audience pretty much is just kind of you kind of figure out that human the humanity just died off, right? That's pretty much That's the vibe that you get. That's the impression that you get is that the humans did something to destroy themselves or whatnot. But yeah, and common he, theme for sure. Yeah, so we don't know what happened to the earthlings. I just love how you said destroy themselves and whatnot. <laughs> what <not>? ah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't you know, know like what you would do. do destroying themselves. Annihilation, <laughs> annihilation, etc. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check it out. It's on Vimeo, and we'll have the link in the show notes of the podcast. Finally, me. Um, my pick for the week is The Nerdist. Tribute to time travel on BBC America. Oh. Of course, uh, Chris Hardwick, host of uh, the Nerdist podcast. He has the Nerdist website. He's got the Nerdist YouTube channel. And once in a while, they'll do an episode of the Nerd Nerdist TV show on BBC America. And this one was a tribute to time travel. This was two weekends ago uh, as they were gearing up for the season seven or series seven premiere of Doctor Who, which is this weekend. Um, one of the guests on this episode was writer and producer Damon Lindelof. Of course, we all know him from um, Lost and the 2009 Star Trek movie. And he talked about how each of those, the movie and the series, dealt with time travel. Of course, both very differently. Uh, one was more traditional, paradoxical uh, time travel. Lost was more um, uh, metaphysical time travel, kind of in people's heads in a way. Um, so th they talked about that. They also had the cast of Doctor Who on the show playing a game. <laughs> uh, they were playing a board game uh, with one of the hosts because uh, the Nerdist is, of course, the main host is Chris Hardwick, but he's also got his two co-hosts from the podcast are also on the TV show. So one of his co-hosts played this weird funny word game with, with the cast and uh, the producer of Doctor Who. Uh, Tom Weston-Jones, star of the new original BBC America series Copper, was also on the show. So uh, 
I recommend you check it out. It's available. If you have uh, BBC America, I'm sure it's in reruns, or you can check it out on iTunes or Amazon. Again, that's the Nerdist Tribute to Time Travel on BBC America, and that is my pick. Any questions? That's a good pick. It's not like my pick. <laughs> but you know what? Paul, you went, you went longer on the explanation of your pick than I did. <laughs> I am That's giving true. you crap, sir. That is all I'm oh, doing. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right. It's been a long day and a long No, week. it's all good. I'm done. All right. We can talk about Robot and Frank again if you want. No, I think we covered it. I think right. the good folks at home don't need to hear that again. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. I want, I want to see it, and I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah. All right, uh, which leaves us to the question of the week. And uh, you guys ready for this one? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Here we go. Would you rather, and this, this is going to pretty much cover the title of the show. We've never actually asked this specific question. I figure these are the subjects of the show, so let's ask it in the form of a question. So, would you rather time travel, have a robot, or be able to explore space space with no limits to distance or speed? Paul Swickard. Mm, you put me in a quandary. I Ultimately, I have to choose the robot because that's awesome. Having my own robot... Just like be able to do everything, that'd be fantastic, and I don't have to worry about any stupid time travel paradoxy problems. Yeah, that's the thing with time travel. You got to worry about that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. You step on a. You see, the thing you have to worry about in my scenario is that robot somehow developing a personality, and that inherently meaning that it's going to rise up against me and kill me. (laughs) (laughs) It will become Skynet. Indeed. All right. Uh, so, robot to Paul, Anessa. Space. Space. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Surprise. Do you have a reason for this? Um, I think it would be really cool to just explore other planets. Um, and rather than taking years to get to Mars to actually check things out, um, it could just take, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or so. Um you could actually send people there long enough to check things out but not really be exposed to space radiation and unless of course with the insanely fast speed or distance uh that we're able to cover then maybe we figured out how to uh deal with the space radiation i say i say folding space is going to be the solution to the problem Folding space. Folding space. Yes. Folding like laundry. Let's just yes. fold some space. Because you get you get from one place I, to another a lot faster if you fold space. Yeah. But how would that affect how, the yeah. other things in that fold? Who cares what uh, things happen? You know? <laughs> Typical Earth jargon. And, and, Always and thinking about is, themselves. <laughs> and that is how we are doomed. We fold space. <laughs> get the wrong alien civilization caught up in that fold to come destroy us. Well, okay. It's not actually folding space, but it's a technology that allows us to travel like space would be folded. Uh, 
I believe you mean something to the effect of a wormhole. Yes. yes? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. What it sounds you like I you're saying that. is that you want to take the universe, collapse it, so we can get closer to wherever it is we need to go and screw whatever happens to be in between. <laughs> David's nodding his head yes. For yes. Those oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, then. So uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Dave is an What's earthist. You? Yeah, he's an earthist. <laughs> <laughs> or an earthican. Yeah. I like earthican better. <laughs> All right, so... Anessa says space. Paul says robots. And I was going to say space, but I mean, somebody might as well you pick. Say t- space. Well, I want to do try it. Time. I, I would also do time travel. Okay. Well, I'm going to yeah. say space too. I'm going to say space too <laughs> because I want to see things that nobody ever could. I mean, just, just imagine. Poor time travel. What? Poor time travel. I know. But there's now, a lot of problems with time travel more so there is space absolutely like, ask god battle with something and <laughs> yeah because you never know you might be like uh you know you get in your time machine you go back to 1955 and you're sitting at a bar got, doc i gotta go back to 1955 <laughs> <laughs> is that the year that that uh, marty goes back to is it 1955 yes. really yes Oh, wow. I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> and back to the future. <laughs> so I was going to say, you know, you go back to 1955, you go to a bar and you have a drink, you get a, you get a little tipsy, you go home with, uh, you know, attractive young woman, and you realize when you wake up the next morning that you just slept with your mom. Um, Whoa. That would not be cool. And and so basically, it's a case where you're like your own grandpa, and then we end up with all you zombies type of scenario, except you actually had an outside person. You're not seducing yourself. Yes. But mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But something similar. But no, b- back to space. I want to be Captain Kirk. <laughs> I want to be aboard the Starship Enterprise. I want to. I want to meet alien races. You know, I want the ability to uh, go to the final frontier. You know, and and and. Um, Beat the Borg and see. I I, I don't really want to go to space. I want to go to fictional space. <laughs> I want to go to real space. I want to actually see if our observations are correct on some of these things because astronomy is a purely observational science for mm-hmm. the most part. Yep. So it'd be nice to actually go and check things out, like where we write about this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, or no, we were totally wrong. Let's. Well, now we know. So. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Uh, that is a podcast, people. Yay. Word. We've come to the end of another show. Um, if you want, if you like what you hear, or if you, even if you don't and still want to just support <laughs> us, uh, <laughs> going to make I don't them. like them, but you know what? They'll get better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. There's, there's room for improvement. So I'll subscribe. <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, subscribe.galacticnetcasts.com is the page to go to. You can either subscribe to the Time Traveling Robots in Space or the Mega Feed, which will get you uh, this and the Alien Invasion podcast. And Anessa and Paul are both doing monster <laughs> things. Well, you said Mega Feed. Mega I just feed. had this image oh. of like this giant monster, like a giant RSS program or something. <laughs> 
It's a Japanese monster. The Megafeed. <laughs> Battling Mothra. Megafeed versus Mothra. Yes. TM. Yes, exactly. All right, so there we go. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Give us the old five-star rating. And uh, leave a comment because the more positive feedback, the more five-star reviews we get, the more uh, subscribers, and the, and it's like a snowball. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and we before too long, we're the biggest, most massive podcast in the universe. <sighs> That's amazing. It's good to have dreams. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's going to do it for the time-traveling robots in space. Final thoughts, guys. Anessa. I like pop. Pop. <laughs> Pop, like soda pop? Soda pop. Okay. There is no such thing as pop. That's my saying. And be excellent to each other. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.